Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Jesus said, 
But this is, of course, in your Bible, it should be in your red print, I think. You didn't read your Bible? Oh, yes. Okay, this is what Jesus said concerning this woman, and this is what he said concerning himself. Go ahead. I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why do people keep saying Jesus was sent to everybody in the world when the Bible right here says he wasn't? Why do they keep lying on Jesus? He never said these things. Christians made these things up. He said he was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel only. So why do people think he's not interested in the Yugoslavians and he's not interested in the people in Ireland? He's not interested in people in London. He's not interested in people in France. He's not interested in people in Spain. He's not interested in none of the people but the lost sheep. Notice he says lost here. Because he was there standing amongst people who were calling themselves Jews. He was right there with people calling themselves Jews. But what did he say? Talking to his, his disciples are standing there, correct? And these disciples also claim to be of the house of Israel, most of them, correct? But notice what he says about that. What are they? Are they found? Did he say, I was not sent for the Lord, but now found? <laughs> He's talking to them and still saying they're not there. Read it again. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. What, he's not standing? They're still lost? Is he talking to them? He knew that he was sent to a people that had not yet come. That's why he said in John that it's better for him to go. Because he had many things to say unto them, but they could not bear them yet. So they could easily say, they could say we worship the devil if they wish. We worship what Jesus worshipped. Allah or Elah, the same word. We worship what Jesus worshipped. If they want to say that, they worship Jesus. We don't worship Jesus. We worship what Jesus worshiped, which is the Father of the heaven and the earth, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That's what Jesus said. Not our Father who was in heaven and has now come down to earth as his son. That's not what Jesus says in Matthew. We were Matthew. Jesus says the Lord's prayer concerning the Father. Our Father who art where? Now this is Jesus telling people to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy be thy name. Is Jesus' name holy then? For his father's name holy. His father's name. This is what he said. You know what the problem is? People are busy listening to preachers, teachers, and false prophets and prophecies. There's a whole lot of women preachers out there too now. And they're just making up their own doctrine about the Bible without even an understanding. They're, they're philosophizing and opinionating, and they're just not using facts. Go directly to the Bible, read it word for word, and see what it says. Jesus right there tells everybody who he was sent to. He was sent to Israel. Was he planning on making a new religion then? No. Because the people of Israel already had laws they followed. They followed the books of Moses, Moshe. They followed the laws of Israel. They had certain laws they kept. The 50th day of the month, Nisan, was Pentecost. So what do these people make up a church called the Pentecostal church for? They had to do with the coming in of the new season in Judaism. And that was never doing no new church. They baptized with water and with fire. The fire of baptism was a sacrifice. The water baptism was total submerged into water. Where did they get this Baptist church from? Luther was a man who went up against the churches of England, and they formed a church called the Lutherans. Everybody bears witness to Yahweh. But it says, I say, God, I consent to bear witness to him. Everyone bears witness to Yahweh, which they mistranslated as Jehovah and called themselves Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not saying that flip. And Jesus said, right, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto the Lord what is the Lord. Caesar was the governor of what place? Of Rome, right? So there's no way you can be a Roman Catholic, but Jesus separated Rome from the kingdom of God. He said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto the Lord what is the Lord. So there's no such thing as a Roman Catholic. So where did you get that one from? Can I keep going, or can y'all see the rest of them? 
They make these things up. Lutheran, Pentecostals, uh, Baptists, Jehovah's Witnesses. They took incidents out of the law and made whole congregations upon them. You know how come they did that? Because in St. John, Jesus told them they couldn't establish a church yet. He said he will build his church. He looked at Peter, Cyprus, and said, I'll build my church upon this rock. Using him as an example as a person. He will do it. Not Peter, not Paul. But they went out after him after he openly told these people, what did he say? I have yet many things to say unto you, however, you cannot bear them yet. Correct? Is it St. John chapter 7? Does he not say that? So if I am your teacher, and I have not finished teaching you, how the heck are you going to go set up a school to teach? <laughs> he told he didn't finish teaching them yet. That means the Christians are setting up a school of thought, and the doctrine and the curriculum is not yet complete. <laughs> how is that possible? There's many things I have to say unto you, however you cannot bear them yet. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, the comforter, by the way, he shall not speak of himself, only that which he hears shall he speak. And he shall glorify the Holy Ghost. They say, that's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was with Jesus when he was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. The Holy Ghost visited Mary to tell her she was going to be pregnant. The Holy Ghost visited Zachariah to tell her he couldn't speak. The Holy Ghost visited Elizabeth. The Holy Ghost visited Sarah and Abraham. The Holy Ghost visited Jacob in the, in the wilderness. The Holy Ghost has been there since the foundation of the world. What is this stuff? The Holy Ghost is coming all of a sudden like it's something new. Jesus didn't say that. He said, I will send you what? I will send you another comforter. What does the word another mean even in English? Somebody tell me what the meaning of another is. Do you know? There's one and there'll be another one. Where is it? There it is. You have one thing and there'll be another like it. Now he said he'll send another comforter. So either the angel Gabriel is going to come to another woman and she is going to conceive another child born of the Holy Spirit like him. You see? Which will make another comforter. Or he meant something else. Somebody else that will be guided by the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Quran confirms. That the angel Gabriel, the Holy Spirit, came to Muhammad while he was in the cave and told him to read. That was that other comforter. The angel Gabriel came to another man, and that man was sent forth into the world with the word of the Most High. That man was called Muhammad. And that word that he had was called Kalima. La ilaha illallah. That was the word Muhammad put forth that Jesus spoke about. That there is no creator except one, and besides him there is none. And um, if anybody says that the children in slave, will, there will be children in slave for 400 years, right? And then they will come out abundantly. They will come out abundantly. But do they mean, does it mean, if you had any difficulty in hearing this question, the question was, the Bible states that there will be a bondage for 400 years, and then these people will come out with great substance. Does that mean the Muslims are blacks as a whole? If you go back to who we're speaking of, you're speaking of either one or two bondages, all right? right. One of the bondages is the children of Jacob who was Isaac's son, who had his name changed to Israel, and his son became known as Israel, right? Or Ben Israel, the sons of Israel. And they went into bondage in Egypt. Under who? Yeah. Under Egyptians. They were not under bondage of any Amorites. They were not under bondage of none other than the Egyptians, correct? Yeah. 
religion according to the descendants of the Muslims. So Jesus is confessing at this point that the law he lived by is the same law of Abraham and it will end up with the Muslims. Let me go on with more quotes. Let us have a question. Yeah, um, when I asked a Christian um, about Ishmael, they said that since Jesus came, he didn't say anything about Ishmael or it was the Jews. So there's no way to that Ishmael were to be the successor of the covenant in the New Testament. I don't have no argument with that. I don't have no argument with Jesus saying he came to teach the Jews. But I have an argument with the Christians saying that and not realizing what they're saying. I just showed you one statement that Jesus came to teach the law to Israel, right? Right. Not the Gentiles. I'm going to go on. We're just going to read and write and let the Bible teach us instead of men. Okay? You have been listening to The True Light, a question and answer session with Asaid Al-Imamisa Al-Hadi Al-Mahdi. Do you want to know the truth? Can you face the truth? Be sure to read the most dynamic books in history, authored by Asaid Al-Imamisa Al-Hadi Al-Mahdi, on such subjects as, what is a Muslim? Where is the tabernacle of the Most High? Should Muslims observe the Sabbath? Was Christ really crucified? Who was the comforter? Now let us return to the true light with Sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi. Remember, you are the light and you have the power over all things. Matthew 15, 24, turn to it. Hope you're going to write these things down. Some of you all in these. But he answered and said it, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus told people right there who he was sent to. Who did he say he was sent to? The lost, to the children. Of Israel only, right? Now, let's see what he says in Matthew 18, 11. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Now, what did he say in 15, 24? I came to the what?
judging the first tribe of Israel. Who will he judge? The first tribe of Israel. Will he judge Christians and Gentiles and people that are not Israel?
that will tell them of another one that will come, a comforter that will come. And then the person says, well, this comforter he's talking about is the Holy Ghost. Correct? However, Jesus made it a thing that he said, if I don't go, he cannot come. Now, we know that Jesus received the Holy Ghost when he was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist. Right? The dove descended upon him. So, therefore, the Comforter or the Holy Ghost, I should say, had already been there. And he sent his disciples out to teach of the Holy Ghost. So they were already there. So this Comforter could not have been the Holy Ghost. There was someone who was endowed with the Holy Ghost like Jesus was endowed with the Holy Ghost. A man who had the Spirit of the Most High moving through him. We can make him like the Holy Ghost just like Jesus. Jesus was born the Holy Spirit many times, right? Who was that man who came after Jesus who was a prophet? Because he decided, we found out that when the Pharisees asked John about the Messiah, you found out that that Messiah was who? Jesus. When they asked him about Elijah, Jesus then explained that John and Baptist didn't know that he was Elijah. But what about the prophet they asked him about? Who was this prophet who came after Jesus? None other than, you can say it, Muhammad. Who Jesus said is one worthy of praise. But not only that, the Holy Quran in the seventh verse, I mean the seventh uh, chapter, 258, uh, mentions that this man, Muhammad, is the one mentioned in the Old Scripture. But most of the so thick that they don't read the Scripture to find out what they're talking about. They're so busy listening to white hours, you don't know what they're talking about. Open your holy Quran, anyone, to the seventh chapter. Now read what it says in 157. And ordained for us put it in this word. Okay, that's, see, I'm looking at it out of it. I think you have to come down one then. Come to 158. Okay. Those who follow the messenger, the prophet, the immaculate, one whom they find mentioned in the Torah, and the gospel which are with them. He enjoins on them, good and forbids them evil. Remember Jesus said that about the comforter? He would enjoin them to prevent evil? And in the book written, they seem to have the exact same thing about this man, Muhammad. Go ahead. Law, law called for them the good things and forbid them to pass, and remove, remove from, their, from them their burden and their shackles that were made upon them. So those who shall believe in him with the honor and support. You see that? Uh, you can see why a Christian preacher and a white man does not want black people to understand the Quran. Because if they did understand the Quran, they see that it's the exact same thing, you know, that Jesus proposed. And that's what he's trying to prevent our people from finding out who this comforter is and what he means to us. And um, you said, You said, um, you said something about wine, again, a while ago. Didn't you Jesus and drink wine? Yes, and wine was not even unlawful for Muslims. That's not what's unlawful. Intoxication is what's unlawful. They were not to drink wine as a form of pleasure or entertainment. It was drunk at the broken, when they broke the Sabbath, and at certain holidays, and at certain wedding receptions and things. And when Jesus saw that people were drunk, that's why he told his mother Mary he did not want to turn the water to a wine. That's why he was upset. He said, woman, 
be great to make one drunk. It is not intended that. Even this Noah's time, uh, a curse came out of people becoming intoxicated. So in the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids us to get drunk. They use the word tumbler, intoxication. The Muslims who can't read the language have always interpreted it wrong and translated it wrong. Why was never forbidden? It was the intoxicating effect that was forbidden. And Jesus and them, when they took wine, they did the dinner and their ceremonies, never a father of wine to get ripped. Okay? And when did Jesus and Rippers, talking here on his Rippers, they smile as a woman. Why did he? Yeah. At the party in time. At the wedding, when she asked Jesus to turn water into wine, he was vexed at that point. But I believe even at this first picture, he also referred to Mary as well. Well, that wasn't Jesus. <laughs> that was Judas at the crucifixion. And Mary, according to the Bible, was so far away from the cross, Jesus couldn't talk to her anyway. We went through a whole bunch of contradictions last week about that very subject. Yeah. 
jeans are weak, that their eyes are blue because their jeans are weak, or that their skin is pale because their jeans are weak. They're not arguing with the fact that they're the devil. You're all trying to argue with the fact that they're the devil because you got a face of the devil's ruling the world. That's kind of frightening. So bloody, we have to keep saying, come on, all, all right, you can't be bad. What they're really saying is, please tell me all right, you're not bad. Just mentioned that uh, the angels, Gabriel, visited the prophet Muhammad. But did he know that he was a extraterrestrial being? No, Muhammad thought, like most mortals, that he was an angel. You all use the word angel for extraterrestrial. The word terrestrial means things in your Earth's atmosphere. Anything that comes in here is a what? An extra thing here. That's all it means. There's an extra thing here. Jesus said extraterrestrial being will come to another man named Muhammad who will be a comfort to you, and he'll bring new revelation. He'll be the last one. That's what Jesus said. Another extraterrestrial will come to you. Turn to chapter 16, St. John, chapter 16, verse 7. And this is supposedly Jesus speaking, and he starts off saying, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's better for you that I go away. For if I go not away, Will not come on. Now stop. Jesus made a conditional statement here, and the condition was that if he does not go away, the comforter could not come. You see? Because those two prophets of the same people could do that at the same time because the Quran says to each people I send a warning. So both of them couldn't be there at the same time for the same people. There'd be a conflict of interest. So Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, could not come while Isa, alayhi salatu was there. We're now moving down to verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Stop. Jesus told these people, I have a lot of things to teach you, but what? You cannot bear them now. If you cannot bear them, then go on. However, Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. That's what the Quran says. See that? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين أهدنا الصراط المستقيم أهدنا الصراط المستقيم أهدنا أهدي حادي الحادي قاعد أهدنا الصراط المستقيم تقريبا كم فرق بنادم First chapter of the Quran is some facts, huh? And it says, Ahdin of Sirat al-Mustaqeem, guide us to the straight and narrow path. Ahdin of Sirat al-Mustaqeem. You see it? Jesus said it right there. Go ahead. This prophet will not speak of himself. The angel Gabriel, the known fact in Islam, the angel Gabriel, salam alaikum wa rahmatullah, came to Rasulullah Muhammad, the prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the cave, and said to Muhammad, Ikhra. The Muhammad, Utala, Ya Jibrael, Ma'ana Bikariyan. The Jibrael, Utala, Amen. Muhammad, Ikhra. The Muhammad, Utala, Mertaniya, Ya Jibrael, Ma'ana Bikariyan. He said, Muhammad, read. He said, Jibrael, I am not a reader. <laughs> Muhammad, read! He says, Jibra, I am not a reader. <laughs> what is he asking this man? What is this extraterrestrial being asking of this man? A very simple statement, right? 
What does Muhammad say? What does it mean he's not a reader? Does not know how to read. That's right. On my own, I cannot do anything. But the angel says to him, which is now the 96th chapter of the Holy Quran, and it can be mathematically equated in a way that's unbelievable. Over it is 19. He says to Jibra, Jibra says to Rasulullah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. We can all think. In the illustrious name of Allah, He is the yield of the most merciful. Read by way of using the name of Rabbika, Rasusayna, Allahi who Khalaka, who created. Khalakal insana min alaq. He created all forgetful creatures, insan, people, man, min alaq, from sperm, dressing forms, and dividing up. Iqra, Warabuka. Al-Akram, and we like this, Muhammad, by way of your sustainer, who is karam, who is so generous. Al-Lazi alama bil qalam, he is it, so he is rich as alama taught bil qalam by using a quilt or a pen. Alama l-insana ma'lam ya'lam, it is who has taught you forgetful preachers. What you could not on your own have learned. Those are the first five verses of the revelation that came to Rasulullah. He put the words in his mouth so that Muhammad would not speak of himself. He made sure that Muhammad just repeated exactly what was being said. So he had no opinion. And Muhammad oftentimes said, I can't say nothing that has not come from Allah Ta'ala throughout the Quran. Most Muslims translate the word ikra as recite, proclaim. The word ikra means read. Ikra bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. How do you know? You know because by the time it gets down to the fourth verse, it tells you. Alladhi alama alama bil qalam. Alladhi alama bil qalam. With taught by way of a pen. What do you do? When something is written with a pen, you read it. You don't recite it. You recite from your head. You, you orate from your heart. You read from something written. But all these students keep saying, no, it means recite. That's the devil leading them away from the true meaning. Because they don't want them to know that Muhammad was asked to read the Torah and the Injil before he revealed the Quran. And the Holy Quran in the second chapter supports that to the letter when we get to Surah Al-Baqarah, when it tells you about what was sent down to you, Muhammad, and what was sent down from before you, Muhammad, when it says in the fourth verse of the second chapter, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ وَالَّذِينَ And those who يُؤْمِنُونَ They believe بِمَا بَعْوِيَ أُنزِلَ What was sent down إِلَيْكَ to you, Muhammad, وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ And what was sent down before you, Muhammad, Yet there are Muslims all across this country being taught and misinformed by Muslims from overseas who are trying to confuse them into not accepting all of the scriptures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A concentrated effort is being made to confuse people so as not to accept Allah and all of the scriptures 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down. I don't know what else to say. They read the scriptures, they see what it says, and they still alter their words. Same thing with Christians. They read the scriptures, they see what it says, yet they still choose to alter. This scripture tells you that this is plain and true. That these verses are clear. And it's telling them right there, right there in St. John, chapter 16, all about this man that would come, Muhammad. He would not speak of himself, only that which he hears. We will continue with true light after this pause. If you would like a cassette copy of this week's True Light broadcast, send $5 to True Light, 719 Bushwick Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11221, and request tape number 19. Now let us return to the True Light with Saeed al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi. Remember, you are the light, and you have the power over all things. I think this point, because a lot of new people there, is one thing we should try to do every week that we gather, is teach something. And I know I meet a lot of people who would like to say this properly and they say it wrong. But I want you all to repeat it. Ready? Say, As-salamu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. As-salamu alaykum. Because many people would like to know how to say that, and they say it wrong. Every week at the class, for starting, if we take one of these small things and let the brothers write on the blackboard in transliteration and Arabic and, and see what it means, as it will start us at least in our Arabic. S is A-M. When we use sunlight, we say S, the, salama, tranquility, bliss, or peace. As-salamu. Be alaykum upon you all. In Deal Islam, when one Muslim speaks to another, they speak to them in plural out of respect. They don't speak to them in singular. Like when Jesus El Messiah went into the upper room and he said, Salam Lekka. He was speaking to an individual. In El Islam, Rasulullah Muhammad, alayhi salatu wasalama, taught us to speak in plural to address you and your two spiritual guides, angelic beings as they refer to them, and say assalamu alaikum. Say it. Tranquility or peace be upon you. Let it descend upon you. Or what meant, let the Holy Spirit fill you. Assalamu alaikum. Aiden. Aiden. One more time. Assalamu alaikum. And the answer is, wa alaykum salam. Wa in Arabic means and. And wa alaykum. And upon you, assalamu, be peace. So your answer to the person is, and may the Holy Spirit descend upon you in peace. So Muslims say to each other, assalamu alaykum. The answer is, wa alaykum salam. Assalamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Assalamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. You see that? A, A is a hard letter and S is a soft. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. Everybody turn to somebody and greet them and answer. 
Come and don't be ashamed. <laughs> How many people messed up? <laughs> How many people messed up? Let's try it again. Uh, come on, don't be ashamed. Y'all can do it. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. So when the brother comes in and he says to y'all, Assalamu alaikum. What are all y'all supposed to say? That's one thing we got right forever, I hope. Straight from the 
cannot be denied. So we invite you to listen, to learn from the true life featured at Saeed and Marisa and Omeda. نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله وعلى الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لنا المرسلين Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that he is alone and has no part. And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles and on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujahideen, the Reformers, which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. You're now listening to The True Light with Asaeed Al Imam Isa Al Hadi Al Mahdi. I'd like to know, how can we tell that the world is coming to an end? Let's go to Matthew 24 and read it until we come up with it. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See you all these things, verily or truly, I say unto thee, or to you all, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be torn down. Okay? <laughs> you follow it so far? And keep in mind Revelation 18 as we go on. And as he sat, meaning Jesus, on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. That means he was no longer teaching a large population, but he was only talking to the disciples the second time they came to him. Right? Came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? They want to know about these things that were mentioned in Revelation chapter 18. When will these things happen? Number four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. We got Yahweh ben Yahweh, he's Christ. We got a host of people in America professing to be Christ. And I've been asked a million times, and I'll answer over another million and one times, do you say that you are Christ? And I say to you, listen, no, I am not Christ. So go tell them lying Sunni Muslims who tell people that I say I am Christ that you heard me say, no, I am not Christ. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> tell them to stop lying on me. Now, did you hear me say it? Ask me, am I Christ? Somebody. No, I am not Christ. See? Simple, right? But tell them to stop lying. All right. But 
you better take heed because many people are going to come and say they are Christ and they're going to deceive many people. He said, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Now, do Muslims come in Christ's name? No. So the real Israelite, not Yahweh ben Yahweh, because they do, in a subtle kind of way, come in Christ's name, most of the so-called black American Israelites. But do any Muslims that you know of or real Israelites come in Christ's name? Yes or no? Who comes in Christ's name? Christian, Christ, Christian, Christ, Christian, Christian, Christ. And Jesus said to watch out for people coming in his name. Because he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of Allah. Blessed are the peacemakers, but they shall, they shall be called. You see that? And that was a future tense that wasn't even talking about the people of his time. Because he used the word shall. And the word peacemaker is salam, and one who's of peace is muslim. So Jesus said, blessed are the Muslims, they shall be called the children of Allah. And he tells you here in Matthew 24, Many shall come in my name and say, I am of Christ, and I'm not. That's going to pick it again. Why? Number six. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. See that you be not troubled. Are we not hearing of wars and rumors of war now? All over the world. But don't worry about it. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Is it not that easy? For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Iraq, Persia, Iran, South America, America, Vietnam, Korea, Japan. <laughs> nations shall rise against nations when it deals with people of, of political status and kingdom against kingdom. He covered everybody. And there shall be famine and pestilence, which is a repeat from Revelation chapter 18, and earthquakes in diverse places, in all kinds of strange places, you that earthquake. All these are the beginnings of the sorrow. Then, shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You will be hated because you believe in the Messiah. Muslims don't believe in the Messiah, though they say they do. They say one is coming. They don't believe in him. The only Muslims in the world that recognize the Messiah are Ansari and they call us crazy. And we, we welcome that title because blessed is he was persecuted after right to name's sake. You know, they persecuted all the prophets that were before you, the Bible says. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Now you have all the Sunni Muslim imams going out west to study under white Arabs. These are about some serious problems here amongst the Americans. They're going to be betrayed by these people. I just heard that the teacher was teaching them from overseas in the Sunni Muslim. They have a flyer that they're circulating that he betrayed them. Now the white Arabs are sending all of them out west to study under some more white Arabs. Why don't they just send some money here and build some schools in New York and Philadelphia where you see large quantities of black? Why don't they build it right here? Why you got to leave your family and go way out there? Finally, they ain't got enough money to build a school in one year. They can have schools all over the United States if they want to really propagate penal Islam here. They want to smother it, because when they brought Islam to America, they never intended for it to fall in the hands of the original seed. It was for white people to try to control them politically. And what happened is the people whose religion it is mystic, and the people whose way of life it is, yours picked it up. And now you have a bigger problem. You're worse than an epidemic. The truth is more dangerous than anything. Go ahead. 
all these are the beginning of sorrows, I read. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because the iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall be waxed cold. Because there's so many false prophets, there's so many false teachings, people don't know which way to turn, now you have a wax coat over your heart. You don't know who to open your heart to. The Jehovah Witness sound right, the Seventh-day Adventist sound right, the Einstein sound right, the Sunni sound right, Farrakhan sound right. Now people's hearts are turned cold because of the iniquity of the devil. He created all of these different paths to confuse you. But you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not set you free, make you free. Number 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Not those who come in the community and leave, only those who stay to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. There at that point, Isa el Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, alayhi salatu wasalam, answered the disciples' question. He told them what to expect, and then he told them who to avoid, and then he told them, and when that happens, then the end will come. Well, we're living in a time when a room is a war, Kingdom is against kingdom, nations against nations. We got false prophets and false Christ, and we have false gods. There's God here. People saying they're God. Some saying they're Christ. Some saying they're this. Some saying they're that. Men are delivering each other. The Sunni Muslims are selling out. They're selling their souls to the pale Arabs for, for salaries, betraying one another. All the mosques get together on when to break the fast and start the fast or where to have the chutzpah, who's going to get the chutzpah. All of these are the prophecies, and they're manifesting right in front of us today. And when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of in the book of Daniel, read Daniel 9 and you see it, stand in the holy place, not places, come to the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High, be here. Whosoever readeth this, let him understand. That's in brackets, which means they added that section. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. And that's taking place now in Judea. <laughs> the Palestinians have been pushed out of, out of their motherland by other people. They're living up in the mountains, and Germans have taken Palestine and turned it into a new state of Israel. Let him, which is on the, hip, the housetop, not come down to take anything out of his house. That means when it day comes, that those people who are in the city, Judea represents the city, Go to Jezir Abbas. Go up to the mountain. What do I keep telling you we have to do? We have to get out of here and get up on the mountain. You know one of the reasons why? Do you know that a mountain can protect you against radiation? Do you know that? Read, go study. A mountain can protect you from radiation. And the property that we found is one of the highest points where our community is upstate. Real high up. It was selected purposely to be in the right place. So you're nailed to the ship and protected against the radiation. Like I said last year, when mosquitoes start coming this summer and biting homosexuals and they start biting you, you have a serious problem. Not just homosexuals, now women are carrying it and drug addicts are carrying it 
and animals are carrying AIDS, and when they start biting and biting you, I don't care who you think you are, how tough a guy or gal you think you are, you can die of AIDS. And you don't have to explain to everybody you ain't homosexual. You just come up tomorrow with AIDS. And there's half of the population who don't listen to the news, don't know that AIDS is being spread many different ways now. Mosquitoes are going to bring AIDS to these cities. You understand? AIDS are going to come through the cities of mosquitoes. You wait for the epidemic of AIDS starts to spread this summer. Epidemics of, of drug addicts are spreading. It's becoming dangerous to walk down the street. Neither let him, which is in the field, return back to take his clothes. You see what it's trying to tell you? If you're, if you're saying, well, well, my family lives in Malaysia, or my family lives in Jamaica, or my family lives in Puerto Rico, I want to go home and contact my family first. Tells you, don't do that. Don't go to the field and then come home. Leave from there, right there. Get in the tabernacle. I'll go on. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that get stuck in those days. It says, when that last hour ticks, the women that are pregnant or breastfeed, why? Why woe to them? Because we're talking about radiation. We're talking about children born today that are born drug addicts because of their dumb parents. People born in, in double poverty, people born to families that don't have nothing, they're starving, little innocent babies, not even given a chance in the world because their mother and father crack at it. You understand? Because in this day and time, it's still sorry, it's not for the mother, it's for the baby. Woe to those women that are pregnant or to the breastfeeding, the radiation, the poison, the filth, and the poverty, and it's a shame. I'm not telling you about to have children. I'm telling you to be in the tabernacle and have your children. Where you're protected by the, the tabernacle of the Most High. He has always given us, when we were Israel, he told Moses in Exodus 15 to build an ark of a covenant, which is a protection. Did you see that movie? Greatest of the Lord's Ark? No, sir, I didn't see it. That same thing was constructed the same way Moses built the ark of the tabernacle. Same thing they had in that movie. All the Amorites were fighting over it. When they finally got it in the cave, angels of fire came out of that ark and just tore them to pieces. The devil wants the truth, but truth is too heavy for him. Mm. Pray. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. He says, you better hope that the catastrophe does not come in the middle of the winter. Why? But this man has the power to cut off your gas, your electric, your heat. He can immobilize you. He can hide in your house. He can just cut it all off if you're not prepared. Some projects are made of metal and brick. You know what happens if they cut off the heat in the project in the middle of the winter? They become refrigerators. He knows what he's doing. He knows how he's doing this. He says, you better pray that that final print don't be in the middle of the winter. And it better not be on the Sabbath because the Lord is writing this as if you keep the Sabbath. Knowing that you can't walk for so many miles, or you can't do but so many things on the Sabbath if you live by the law of the Sabbath. He said, you better hope it don't happen on the winter of the Sabbath. Because you're going to be right in the midst of the devil and you're going to do nothing about it. Number 21. But then, but then shall be great tribulation 
Such as what? Tell me. Was not since the beginning of the world to, to this time. No. Nor ever shall be. Now, what tribulations took place in the beginning of the world? Let's go to Revelation chapter 12 to find out. Verse 7. Revelation 12, verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Right? Yes, sir. Number nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan was deceived. How many people? The whole world. They deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. See that? That's what took place in the beginning, that they're telling you in Matthew 24. A battle like that. That has never happened since the beginning of the world. The battle of the whole heavens and the earth. And it ain't going to never happen again after this. And you're going to be in the midst of it. 22. And except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. You understand what that means? That means people are now saying, it was just a week last week. Tell you I sit up there again this Sunday. What happened to the week? Time is going by. You're missing days. You thought we didn't go today. I thought today was I thought today was Monday. Then you're in the middle of the week. The time is zooming up. You can watch days and nights pass. But the Lord says, if he didn't shorten the days, we would not make it to heaven. We'd fall behind if he didn't make it. We could be. Because the devil is a very powerful in the temptation. His world is getting more colorful and more delicious and more exciting every day. He's creating more, he's giving more negro opportunities in the theatrical world, in the medical world, in the political world. He's opening doors for us to be tempted by him. What brought the man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Just because of you, he will shorten time. Then, if any man shall say, Unto you, lo, there is Christ. Or there, don't believe it. Telling you in this last day and time, a whole lot of people are going to pop up saying, there's Christ. There's Christ. Here's Christ. Now that's the guy who horizontally, you understand about horizontally? Yes. That's the Christ walking up on me and you. Now let's go to the other kind of Christ. So if you don't believe that one, the Bible right there tells me, somebody will say, there goes Christ, don't believe it. Let me find out what else it says for this other kind of belief in Christ. 24 says, when there shall arise false plural Christ and false prophets. It separates those people who call themselves Christ from those who call themselves prophets. You got all these false prophets. They don't call themselves Christ. They just call themselves prophets. They're prophesying. They are no more prophets after Muhammad. And shall show great signs and wonders. Will they have the power to heal? Will these false Christ have the power to heal and stuff? What the Bible say? They shall show great signs and wonders. That they will have the power to do these things. But it goes on and gives you a little catch. In so much that if it were possible, 
they shall be seen for what it is. A tongue, a Muslim, be deceived. We know better. All we got to do is we just rattle off of their mouth. We listen to what they say. They're up. There's one of them falls <laughs> Let's move on. 25. Behold, what did Jesus say? Behold, now what? I have told you before. Go ahead. Wherefore? Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. We'll pray that Jesus Christ is going to come out of the desert. He's going to come on the temple in Jerusalem out of the desert. He's going to come, he's going to rise up in Israel in the desert. We'll say it with those guys. Go not forth, behold. Now, don't go. A whole bunch of brothers left Chicago on their way to Israel years ago. They were going to wait for the Messiah in 1957. And they're still waiting for the Messiah. In 1987, mm-hmm. when the Bible told them, don't go there looking for him. But what? Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. Now, someone tells you, he's in some secret chamber in heaven next to God. And he's going to come out of the clouds and ride forth in glory and a whole bunch of little fat angels with little wings are going to be around him. And there's going to be music and harps and little people singing. And everything is going to be so beautiful. They need to find and shine on. You know, happy they're about to death. He says what? Believe it not. So when it's told you, all the things that people tell you to believe about Christ, Christ just told you, don't believe it. If someone says he's a man, don't believe it. If someone says he's of Christ, don't believe it. If he says he's a prophet of Christ, don't believe it. If he says he's, he's going to come in Jerusalem or in the desert, don't believe it. If he says he's going to come out of the sky up with some sacred chamber, don't believe it. If he, <laughs> So now, what do we believe? So everything that I, everything I've ever read from the Jehovah Witness to the Seventh-day Adventist to the Muslims to the Jews is right here. Jesus said, don't believe it. You know why? Because Christ is not going to come like that. He said, his angel to testify for him is mentioned in Revelation chapter 1. He said, his angel signifying it for him. The only thing you think about the way he's going to come is not true because he's not going to come that way. So you can look up in the sky for all you want. They've been waiting for 2,000 years for Jesus. They didn't look it up. Been in church and get the popping tambourines and steaming and singing, having a good time, and still got to pay rent the next month. You understand that? Because they don't want to read this little verse. It tells them the way they think he's going to come, he's not going to come. And now it tells you in 27 how to expect it. For as the lightning, what is lightning? Positive and negative charges of energy. Created hey. <laughs> by a clash of hot and cold weather. It gives off electrical charges and you see lightning. Watch. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, the world is going to shine. Even into the west. Then what? So, so. Also, the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, are y'all not the sons and daughters of man who are given the power to become the sons and daughters of God? You understand that? Were you not born of a man, a mortal? You are the sons of man. And you are the sons of God when you accept the truth of the oneness of Allah. The light shining out of east. Where do you think you came from? You think you was always there in the west? 
You came out of unto the west, shining forth. Now you are trying to bring back pure Islam, and you have rose in the west and shining forth towards the east. You know about that, Gavin East, right? Uh, a, a little. <laughs> Enough, sir. You understand? Yes, sir. The light of the Most High is like a tabernacle prepared for a bride that's coming down out of heaven into your heart. And you shall shine forth with the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And in accepting that truth, you make a stand permission from a son of man to a son of God, like it says. That's the truth. That's what the Bible says. All other stuff is what other men say. Number 28, if you want to go on. And he covered the main gist of it. Well, wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. The carcass people? Carcass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it says in 28? The wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. And that's their power. That was always a symbol. Number 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now you're talking about the end of the world. <laughs> mm. Now we're talking serious end of the world here. Mm. We're talking about the stars falling out the sky and the sun and moon being blocked. You know if the sun was cut off from the earth within 15 minutes, you always need to that. Number 30. And then shall appear the sign of what? The son of man. Where? In heaven. That is the formation of the constellation. The sign of the Son of Man appearing is going to be that. You know how to see it. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That's from Daniel. You see that? That's the mothership. That's the elders. Fernando is there. Fernando is Jesus' real name. Fernando is there. He's with them. But so is Elijah. And so is Jeremiah. And so is all of us. They're there. Half the world is about to destroy itself. You're going to see that ship come forth. And what else? And he shall seal the right angels. He shall send. And he shall send the right his angels. angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And that angel, as I told you around about the throne, are nothing but extraterrestrials. But and the sound shall, of the trumpet is mentioned in the Holy Quran, chapter 20, verse 102. On a day when a trumpet is blown, he shall gather the gates of you out on that day. Remember that one? That trumpet is the same trumpet, and that angel is Raphael who holds the trumpet to blow for the judgment of the world. And they shall gather together to the elect. That means 144,000 will be gathered and be prepared to be taken away from the four winds. From the four ships that are the four corners, it'll hold them like the wind for the world and destroy itself. From one end of heaven. That means they'll travel intergalactically. They're going to leave this atmosphere and go straight on the other side of the black hole. See? I don't want to get back to get heaven. Let's finish this. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put its forth leaves, ye know that summer 
He's telling us that the end of the world is symbolic of a victory. When you start seeing the signs of a seed, you better know that the food's going to grow. All the things that we mentioned, rumors of war, pestilence, disease, and famine, those are the leaves when the fish be blossoming. That means that this judgment is very near. And again? Yes, sir. Go ahead. So likewise, likewise when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. <laughs> That's clear, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be what? Fulfilled. You aren't going anywhere. This generation is not going anywhere until you get all those plagues. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my world shall not pass away. You see that? Yes, sir. Go ahead. But at that day and that but and at that hour, day and hour, and hour knoweth no man. No, not, not the, the angels of heaven, of heaven but, but my, my Father only. The only one that knows that that hour of judgment is the heavenly Father. The angels don't even know. We can't tell you when it's going to end. Only Allah Ta'ala knows the exact moment. Go ahead. But as the days of Noah were as in, that's right. As in the days of Noah were, were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What happened in Noah? Noah went around warning people about the end of the world, warning people about it, and they called him crazy. Why they call him crazy? He's building a boat out in the desert. Didn't that look crazy? Mm. Well, that's how we look building this tabernacle in the middle of New York City, telling people to stop having a good time and put on white and learn to pray. Of course we look crazy. Of course they'll say you're all the brainwashed. Of course, they're going to persecute you for wanting to be an ass-off, put a veil on your face, and walk around in a white, long dress every day. A male or a female. Of course, they're going to say you're nuts. But that's what they did in Noah. Noah came and said, it's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. They said, in the desert, it's good. That means our crops will grow. <laughs> we will return with the true light after this brief intermission. We, the Nubian Islamic Hebrews, would like to hear from you. Write us and let us know how the true light has made a difference in your life. Unlike those fake healers and lying preachers, we are not asking you to send us money for prayer cloths and lucky numbers. We are a self-supporting program. We just ask that you show your support by writing as Saeed Al-Imam Isa Al-Hadiyah Mahdi. Let him know how the true light has made a difference in your life. We are asking you don't send your hard-earned money to those lying men who claim to come in the name of Jesus and who really come in the name of themselves. So beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Now let us continue with the true light. Remember, you are the light, and you have the power over all things. He said, yeah, but y'all won't be here. <laughs> Did y'all get the Noah book? The Noah book is out now. The yes, new sir. book, Noah 1 and 2. 1 and 2, I have I'm it. telling you, that's some heavy material. Mm. It's going to get heavier, too, believe me. Go ahead. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and that's giving it. in marriage. 
until the day that the Noah entered into the ark. That means back then before the flood, they were having part, they were partying up just like today, having a good time. And then that hour came. Go ahead. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So also the coming of the Son of Man be. See? They ain't gonna believe you. They all gonna be out there still popping their fingers and dancing, having a good time. I must have touched some sauce by the couple of y'all okay. <laughs> they'll be out there having a good time, and all of a sudden, bam, in one day, it says in, in uh, Revelation 18, in one hour, this big city, this Babylon, is made desolate, which people thought could never fall. They're gonna catch people having a good time, going on, their, on the subway, on their way to Wall Street, on their way to get that suit out of the cleaners for the party. On the way to get out here repermed. I'm going to get my nails rebuilt. I got to find me a pair of shoes to match this new pantsuit I got. I got to go down and get the key for this new car I'm buying. I got to go see this new apartment. I'll pick up my furniture. I'll call this man about my dog who got a broken leg. And that's when it's going to happen. When they least expect it, that's when it's going to strike. Go ahead. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. That's what they call the rapture. You look next to the person next to you. You see that person next to you? Come on, everybody. Don't yes, be afraid. Sir. If you like that person, realize that if y'all don't become one, one of y'all ain't going. <laughs> the Bible says two people will be together. One is going and one is staying behind. Unless y'all become one in faith, one in spirit, one of y'all are going to stay behind. Now, y'all pick <laughs> Go ahead. Two women shall be grinding... At the mill. One shall, so one be, shall taken, be taken, and the other will be left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. That's right. You don't know what hour the Lord is going to make this judgment come. Two women together. See the two sisters there sitting in front of you? Yes, sir. Two of them together. One of them are gone, and one of them are not. So don't mess around and be so silent with somebody who don't have as much faith as you, and they're trying to keep you out the tabernacle for their reason. And then you know them, though. Let's go. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known known it. Had known in what? Watch. What, watch the, the thief, thief would, come. would come. That's right. He would have watched and would have suffered his house. His house. What that means, if the man, the good man, had known exactly when the burglar was going to come in and burglarize his house, he would have been sitting there to catch him. That's those people in there that say, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to prolong it to the last minute, then take my shahada right before judgment day. I'm going to finish this party in first, then I'm going to come in. I want to finish. No, no, it ain't going to work like that. He's going to come like a thief in the night. We will return with the true light after this brief intermission. Now is the time to ask questions of your leaders, teachers, and preachers. Where did all the races of people come from? Why did John have to baptize Jesus at the Jordan? And why do the four Gospels contradict each other? The answer to these questions can be with only one man, as Saeed al-Imam al-Hadi the man who has written over 150 books on such topics as, Is There Life on Other Planets? How Were the Pyramids Built? What race was Adam and Eve? And was the Holy Quran made up by Muhammad, or was it a divine scripture sent from the Most High? And what is the difference between the spirit and the soul? 
The answer to these questions can be found in the most dynamic books in history, authored by As-Sayyid al-Imam al-Hadi al-Mahdi. These books can be purchased at the original Tentakita at 719 Bushwick Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11221. Would you like to see the man behind the voice you hear teaching the total truth? He is there at the Hall of Knowledge, located at 548 Hart Street, Brooklyn, New York. Every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., the Nubian Islamic Hebrews would like to invite you to question and answer classes with As-Sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi. Come listen and learn. Hear the words of truth for yourself. Hear the answers to long-awaited questions. Also for your spiritual growth, an intricate design woven prayer rug designed by the hand of As-Sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi. Also available are prayer beads, incense, and oil. If you would like any further information on these items, contact the original tents of Kedar, 719 Bushwick Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11221. And be sure to ask for a listing of the most dynamic books in history, authored by Sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi. Now let us continue with the true light. Remember, you are the light, and you have the power over all things. Man. Man would have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be also ready for on such an hour as you think not, not the Son of Man coming. When you don't think he's going to come, that's when he'll be here. Y'all did not expect it, did y'all? And y'all were merry making in 1970, and out of nowhere pops this man with his new doctrine that has y'all sitting in this room. You wasn't ready for it. You just was so nosy, you couldn't resist it. You saw this book, it had all this funny stuff on the cover, and you said, Nubian Islamic Hebrew. The Via fan, 
55 miles an hour and then puts 180 miles on the speedometer. You follow that? Yes, sir. That's why we kill yourselves. If he didn't want people to kill themselves, he'd only put 55 miles an hour on the speedometer. The car wouldn't go no further. He got to tell you, you better not drive around more than 55 miles an hour, but go by this Porsche that does 240. Mm. The devil is doing his work, y'all. 24 hours a day. Go ahead, read on. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom as who has Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in the season? He tell you the son of man, right? He's wise and he's loyal, because he's a servant of the Lord, and he will be the one to prepare the household to provide for you. You understand? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Blessed is, the ser- is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, so find, find so doing. That's right. Blessed is the servant who, when the truth comes, he'll be found in his God, found in righteousness. He's going to make it. Go ahead. Verily I say unto you, you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Ain't that great? Mm-hmm. 48. Mm-hmm. But... And if that evil servant shall say it in his heart, in his heart my Lord, delay his coming. If the evil servant says, my Lord is not coming yet. <laughs> I mean, remember the guy who says, you'll put it off for later? What did it say about him? And shall begin to smite his fellow servant and to eat and drink with the drunken. People who were in, dropped back out and went back into the world and get involved. What did it say about it? Uh, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him. Okay. And in an hour that he is not aware of. Go ahead. And, and shall do cut him asunder and appoint him this portion with the hypocrites. That's right. There shall be weeping <laughs> and gnashing of teeth. Now, we went through the whole Matthew 24, verse by verse. This is how you read the Bible. You don't be jumping from place to place unless you're trying to make a point and you don't have the time. Read the whole thing so you can see what it says. It's what makes the people, for the Egyptians who had the people in Egypt under bondage that Moses had came to. Right. What happens with Egypt is like I was teaching on this last night. What happens with Egypt is most of your scholars, especially Americans, are getting all their translations from English. So therefore, none of them, or most of them, have taken the time to learn hieroglyphics. Or they strain their hieroglyphics from the Rosetta Stone, which was in Greek. So they say that this new Rosetta Stone, which was in Greek, gave them the power to translate the hieroglyphics, which was an ancient Egyptian uh, language written and not spoken. They never even bothered to check up on the word Greek. <laughs> if you really research the word Greek, you'll find out that the word Greek or Greek or Grecia means to be uncertain. <laughs> the word itself means uncertain. Why, how silly the Christians look when they say we, Jesus revealed the books to them in Greece. Greek. All right. Now, when you talk about Egypt, you've got to understand that when you say we're going up the Nile, you're really going south. 
You follow that? You're going from Egypt or Alexandria down towards Sudan, which means you pass through Cairo or Cahira down into Luxor and Nubia and then down into Sudan, where there are pyramids, but the white man refuses to mention that there are pyramids in Sudan, you see, that you can see. All right. What he tries to make people think is whenever he speaks of Egypt, he's talking about Alexandria, which is to the north, connected to the Mediterranean, by, way, by which entrance from Europe was easily made. So the invasion by Caucasoid people called Franks and Anglic or whatever Saxons, which became Anglo-Saxon or English people, and Franks became known as French and uh, Iranians or Aryans, which became known as the germ seed or the man with the germ or Germans. <laughs> you see, all of these people fell their way into northern Africa from the Mediterranean and, and invaded Egypt on countless times. Thus, when you look in the northern part of Egypt at the hieroglyphic, you see what they recall a rainbow coalition, which is a joke. We don't need a rainbow coalition <laughs> mixing our seed with other people. Only people who need seeds mixed with them want to mix. White people need us to mix with them. We don't need them. We've survived for millions of years without him. He can't even survive 6,000. Okay? So now, when you get most of your books in America and they teach you in college about Egypt, they're teaching you about Alexandria. And that's why they always take you to Cleopatra and how a man named Alexandria went over to Egypt and Caesar came over to Egypt and Papaphius came over to Egypt and got their philosophy, which they later called the Hermes doctrine or the Kabbalion, not the Kabbalah. You follow that? Yeah. I'm building around something, so bear with me. Okay. So when you get to the southern part of Egypt, which is really the north, because like I said, the Nile travels down to Sudan, but they say it's going up. <laughs> so the white man is such a devil that he switched everything around to confuse people. Whenever they speak about the seed that Ibrahim and them came in contact with, or that Musa, Ibrahim is Abraham, alayhi salatu wasalam, or Musa, which is Moses, alayhi salatu wasalam, who came in contact with Ramses and them, they were talking about Ramses of Luxor, not Ramses of Alexandria. But when they give you their movies in America about the Bible, they pull it up into Alexandria where they had been invaded by whites and mixed in. Thus you see on the hieroglyphics of the pyramids of the northern part in Cairo, you see all different colored Egyptians. But when you get to the lower, which is really the upper, now I'm not trying to confuse you, bear with it. When you get to the lower Luxor in Sudan, inside the pyramids you see all dark people which were the real seed of Mizraim from Cush. The word Egypt, listen, is from the word Mizraim, from the seed of Cush, who came over into Ethiopia or Africa and moved down into Luxor, Nubia, Sudan, Somali, uh, Hadashi, Ethiopia. They all were the descendants of Nabi Noh, who was perfect in his generation and was the Black Sea. So that when Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, was in Egypt, he was talking 
not up in Alexandria, but lower Egypt, which is really upper Egypt. Okay, I got to keep saying that because they keep playing words with you. And he was in the midst of all black, which are the Sudanese, the Nubians. And when Benai Israel, which are the children of Israel, migrated from the land of Canaan into Egypt because that was the only place where there was grain, they encountered Nubian people, which were Sudanese, which was black. And when Joseph blended in in Egypt as an officer in the ranks of Egypt because of his ability to interpret dreams, he blended in amongst blacks. But when his other brothers, along with their father, Yahweh or Jacob, came to Egypt, which was Luxor, Nubia, and Sudan region, and they could not differentiate Yusuf, Joseph, from the other Egyptians, it's because he was black. Now, all this blackness is not necessary because we don't need this racism in Islam. However, the white Arab spends a lot of time trying to give us, in, trying to put in our minds that Rasulullah Muhammad was white or a white Arab with a red, a red beard and that Abraham was white and that Adam was white and that Jesus was white. But the moment you and I bring it up, we're racist. <laughs> Imam Isa is a racist. Don't go to the Ansarullah community, they talk racism. Your question is a very good question. When Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, Moses, when Ibrahim, Abraham, alayhi salatu wasalam, was in Egypt, and when Jesus, Isa ibn Maryam, went to Egypt, he encountered black people. Today, if you went to the tree, and I've been there, where Miriam and Jesus rested, it's in the southern part of Cairo, going towards Luxor. You understand? Yes. So those were black people who the children of Israel were in bondage to. Black Egyptians. And that's why when they say in the second prophecy, in the 15th chapter of Genesis, about Abraham's seed being in bondage for 400 years, and that the Amorites would keep them in bondage, we know he could not have been talking about the children of Israel because the Amorites did never ever rule Egypt. It had to be talking about you people who are descendants of Ismail and Israel here today in the Western world who have been lost but now found thanks to people like Noble Juali, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Jana Ansarullah. We have now found our way back to Sabilullah and Sisala, our chain. <laughs> okay? Assalamu alaikum. Um, I have a question that gives me a lot because I'm from a family that uh, the Muslims are striving for a title. And I'm in a family whereas my father was Muslim and they were following the honor of Elijah Muhammad. The family divided because one wants to go a positive direction, the other one wants to go a negative direction. The question that I have to ask is families. We all are families, our families that we love so much and so much care about. Some of them don't even want us to accept this truth. Would you please explain to me why is all this happening? Our families are like, we are accepting your word and your truth. But then our fathers and our mothers are like, you know, they're 
they're slandering you. First of all, if they followed the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad properly, right, we'd come up with certain questions that he put forth. One of them is, why is the devil so successful in all his undertakings? Remember that question? Mm-hmm. What's it answer? Because um, those that were his followers, right? Right. Obeyed his instructions regardless of what he told them to do. Right. Now, in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings, he also made mention of, can a Muslim be fooled? And the answer was, not nowadays. Correct? Right. The devil tries. But right after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was taken up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alayhi salam, what happened is the whole community got fooled. Was the Muhammad who did not follow the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who had been groomed by pale Arabs to pull down the nation of Islam, was elected into office. You see? And he opened the doors of that holy temple and mixed and diluted and tampered it. What does the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say about the word holy? What is holy? Anything that has not been mixed, diluted, or tampered with in any way. And he called them the holy nation of Islam in the teaching. Yet, where the Muhammad opened the door to let the unholy devil in. Otherwise, Muhammad also said, can the devil be reformed? No. No. All the scientists have tried. And they came to the conclusion that it could not be done. So how could where the Muhammad allow the devil inside a holy temple which would first render it unholy. And if they had obeyed the honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings, regardless of what he told them to do, you see, all of the scandalism and all of the lies, be they true or false about his private life, should have never even came up. The devil is successful because his followers obey him. You follow that? Muslims cannot be successful because they refuse to obey their leaders. Black people do just the opposite when you ask them to obey. They disobey. So now the reason why the family is broken up is because in the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, where, it, where our paths go slightly different, is I don't teach familyism. I teach tribalism. Meaning, I teach that all the children in the community are everybody's sons and daughters. Your sons and daughters become mine when you come in this community, and I'm as responsible for them as you are for my children. We don't believe in going home after Thursday night meeting and everybody going to their separate little cubula called an apartment, and then we got to start coming to the mosque to impress each other. We try to live for, of, and by each other, like Sheikh Daoud had taught. That's all we're telling people, is that either you're of this world or the next. Either you live for the things of this world or you live for Yahweh and Jannah. And if you want to give up the things of this world to prepare yourself for the next world, you start by reducing your desires of the material things around you. Start there. Tell them it's not the peddling, it's the books. It's not the incense, it's the teachings that the man has. And tell them if they're not afraid, read it, you see. A lot of people are afraid to read our books. Because yeah. they hook you. When you start reading that all our publications, you get hooked. Hey, truth hurts. Truth is, yeah. It's hard. A whole lot of people sitting in that room are saying, I wish I would have never picked up one of those books. 
You know, I, I, Lord knows I wish I would have just passed that brother on the street, didn't say nothing. Because when I opened that book, I thought it was sweet the first day. The first book was so sweet, I felt so great. And then they told me, you can't smoke, you can't drink, you got to cover your face, you got to wear a long white dress under there, a white cap, you got to move inside of a community. Then it started, all this sweet tasting truth started becoming quite bitter. Sure. So a whole lot of people who've been coming here for a thousand years and ain't moved in yet, ain't make no intentions to move in the community. Just coming and stopping up knowledge and stopping up knowledge, ain't fooling nobody but yourself because you are hooked. People leave the mosque, they go out in the street and they say, I hate that place, I don't like this, I don't like this. And they, you know, four months later, you see him back in the street, that's the brother. Hey, that brother, the one I saw in the street who Lester was talking about, and he's back in there. <laughs> As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. Somewhere along the line, something got removed from us. It got removed in 
Genesis, if you look at the fourth chapter and the 26th verse, you'll see where it says, and the Almighty gave Adam and Eve another son to replace the other one, like and in the image and after the likeness of Adam. This son, Seth, was not in the image and after the likeness of Elohim, the angelic beings responsible for the replenishing of earth. Read it again. There's in the image and after the likeness of Adam. What state was Adam in in the fourth chapter, which is after the third chapter? Was he in a positive state or had he sinned? You see that? So Seth C, meaning most of you, right, were descendants from, like Adam, who had sinned. Now I talk simple, plain common sense. When you take a little baby, okay, whether it's black, white, or purple, do you have to teach that baby evil, or do they naturally take from other kids? Are they naturally possessors? You follow that? Do you realize that when your baby is hugging you and mooring on your hand and you're fascinated that what the baby's really trying to do is eat you? <laughs> do you know that? You think that when your baby's mooring on your hand, that's cute. Your baby is really trying to eat you. It doesn't know that you're not food. A baby will reject you, and you can say, here's a cookie, and a baby will come. That's a certain part of our nature, that same nature that got, took us to the tree. Adam's seed was not good. Howard's seed was good. You follow that? Adam's name, originally, Adam's name, not Adam. Adam's name, because it said, and called their name Adama. The word Adama means of the dust of the ground. But in that same Torah, they give you the name of Adam and Eve when they say male and female created he them and called their names Adam. Now, what is the name then? When they use the word male, the same thing happens in El-Quran. They say, Zekar wa Antar. We created you male and female. Zekar wa Antar. However, the word Zekar, Zekara, has nothing to do with being a male or female agenda. It has to do with the word to remember, Zikr. You follow that? In the Torah, it says, male and female created he, them, and called their names Adam. Zakar wa Nakibu was their names. When you trace the Nakibu back to ancient Aramic, it means leadership and out front in power. And Nakibu was the female, not the male. Then Zachar was Adam's name. Adam doesn't mean that's his name. Adam means of the ground, a earth being as opposed to a Elohim being. There was Elohim of heaven and Elohims on earth, physical ones and spiritual ones. If you want to see it, again, in the book of Malachi, right in the fourth chapter of it, they call them the almighty God. Before all, they say God leads. And if you trip back to your Aramis, you'll see they have in there Elohim al Bashar. Right? Elohim in the flesh. Now, so you had Adam C, who's an Elohim, and you have Nakibu, who you call Hawa. And the reason why they call her Hawa or Haya, because it meant wind. You follow that? It meant the breath, the nachas that breathes into a person. 
And the reason why they say that woman comes out of man is because man decides the gender of the child, whether it's an XY chromosome, not that somebody snaps nobody's rib, rip their chest open, that's not what's in there. You're talking about a replenishing of the world, not a creation of the world. Adam and Eve were not the first people on the planet for us. You understand that? I'll give you some simple reasons why. One is, we, we use a basic biblical concept. We have Cain, Abel, Adam, and Eve. Is that the basic Christian concept? How many people was that? Four people. Cain kills Abel. He eliminates one of the people. How many people are left? Who are these people? Right? Adam, Eve, and Cain. Three people, right? Now, when the Almighty addresses Cain concerning the killing of his brother, Cain cried that his penalty is greater than he could bear, right? And then he said he put a mark on him, right? A birthmark. Exactly what it is. A birthmark on him. That what? What was what was Cain afraid of? Tell me. Anybody what? Cain was afraid that anybody finding him will kill him. Could you tell me who was going to find him if there's only three people on the planet? Who was he afraid of if there was nobody else on the planet but him, his mother and father? It wasn't his father he was worried about. It wasn't his mother he was worried about. There must have been other people on the planet that he was worried about that would kill him. And when he left that land and went into the land of Nud, Nod, he encountered other people. There, it was already there, Nephilians. Then again, they say, the man should leave his mother and his father and cling unto his wife, and they should become one flesh. Correct? If these are the first people on the planet, who was that law for before it was said to them? It didn't say you are to leave your mother and father. It said a man as if the law was already set. A man is to leave his mother and leave his father and cling unto his wife and there to become one flesh. If that law was set, who was it set for if there was nobody there? And nobody else got married. You follow? And why is the word refill or replenish? Because in Hebrew or Aramic, the word is bara. They don't use the word kalaka. Yes, there is a Hebrew word, kalaka, meaning creation, and it talks about the original creation that took place billions of years ago. But Adam and Eve, 49,000 years ago, was a recreation, a burra. And look it up in Hebrew. You see right there, burra. And that means to remake, to remodel, or to rebuild, not to create. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. Help me with my mind. 
mean by the prophecy? It all has to get set in your mind first. Yeah? And know how they Laura and who she is, who's riding that beast, and what is her most powerful asset, which is lust. You with me? And whether you, you are a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew, it doesn't make a difference whether you're calling on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or if you're calling on Theos or Kyrios, you're calling on Yeshua or Elohim. It doesn't make a difference. But all their names fall short of the most high, Ilion, Ilion, Al. You understand? The name of the God that Jesus Christ himself prayed to. You do know Jesus went to God. And Jesus prostrated his face while his disciples fell asleep. And he said, Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from Then not by me, but if thou will be done. An angel is sending the assurance that Jesus was ready. He's ready to face him. Well, it's not to die. Not in case of anything else. I have made the blind see. I have made the triple walk. I have multiplied the fishes and the loaves. I send it in front of you. You know that? I did it all. I transfigured and transformed myself for you. I brought back Moses and Elijah for you to see. I did everything to tell you that there is a life after this life. That you have no reason to fear the sting of death. No reason to fear it. Because this is just a transportation stage to another back to the bosom of God. But first of all and foremost, you've got to be free. You gotta put on an incorruptible spirit. Not just say you gotta put on a coat. I said you gotta put on an incorruptible spirit. What does that mean? First Corinthians chapter 15. What does it mean? It means that nothing can corrupt your spirit again. Now when the devil comes in any form, in any fashion, with any kind of temptation. What do you say? Get me hence, Satan, for it is written, you shall serve the Lord thy God, and him alone shall you serve. And Satan will back off from a praying man or woman. He'll go right up to Atlanta or New York, and you'll find him in the clubs. They call it a club because this is what happened to you in there. <laughs> they beat you on your brain with music. That's why I call a club. <laughs> it asks you to become to wash your robes in the blood of the land that knowledge that someone died for you that that person was a son of God a Yahweh a Herios in Greek he was not the God, but the Son of God. And he had the power not to die as the Son of God, but he took on the flesh so that he could suffer the way you would suffer and feel the pain that you would feel. 
so he can die for you, and you can feel it as he's dying. And then resurrect to say, see, the sting of death was sin. The fact that you're afraid to die proves you're a sinner. First mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 15. But if you were living by the letter of the law, if you were living by the commandments and statutes of God, you would not be afraid to die. You see, a pope keeps trying to live. Yes, there is. The Pope is trying to live. He got a battle on his bulletproof. He drives through the city inside a brass bulletproof cane going. <laughs> you know what You can't shoot me now. You can't shoot me now. <laughs> and then says that he's an intercessor for God on earth. Farrakhan walks around with a bunch of bodyguards. Okay. They're on the face of Farrakhan. He's in direct contact with Allah. And uh, let me talk to y'all about five hours or nothing. I know you only got nothing else to do. But if you did, you wouldn't have came here. And he got bodyguards. Women. Women also. <laughs> but he don't have God's body. <laughs> he got bodyguards, but not God's body. Because if he had God's body, he knows that God can die for him and come back. Right. And he would no longer fear death. Because people tell you about me. You don't know that thing. I just saw him walking around in Africa every by himself. You know what I mean? Right? I was in the mall in, in Atlanta and he walked by me, just him and his daughter or somebody. Am I lying? You might see me anywhere. You can walk out of a movie theater. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? You <laughs> <laughs> go, <laughs> He'll look at me like I'm not there. He used to do up there. I've been as long as I came out my mother. Well, guess what? I want to ask you a question. <laughs> All these men are afraid to die because they are not living the letter of the law. He's not a body guy. I'm going to I'm sorry. Did I say happy? But it says rejoice and be exceedingly glad for they your reward in heaven. You know, they've been persecuting me as long as I can remember.
You come back the next time, he this.
as the angels that fell from grace in Revelation chapter 12 and fought against Michael, those angels, and the word is angelos, and it means messengers, those angels came to earth with a message, and they propagate their message of pornage and filth and abomination and lust, and it brings down nations and people. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints. He's drunk with the blood of the saints. Kill Dr. Martin Luther King. Kill Mega Evans. Kill Malcolm. Kill Kennedy. And I bet you you can go on how many great men of Christ and God has fallen because she wanted to get rid of them because she was afraid that they were going to change the course of the world for the better. And with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, the martyrs of Jesus, people who were willing to die in the name of Jesus, rather than punk out like most people. The lobbyists here, I gotta give it to you. They got attacked by devils on all sides down here in this little town. And nobody came to their aid. They continue to fight and continue to struggle. They know they're not even Christians. Ride by every day and see the sign. John 3:15, God so loved the world, they ain't Christians. Well, what are they? Some of them are Muslims, some of them are Christians, some of y'all are Hebrews, some of y'all are rocks, I think. <laughs> Which is, of course, your prerogative. You understand what I mean? But uh, we had to be everything you could think of. But we stood fast, kept the faith, continued to fight, and victory is ours. Because we're back out here on this earth, on this land. Spreading the gospel. Still building families. Still doing what we want to do. And doing better than we even thought. Because of the pressure you put on us, you don't know when you get a nigga that headlock, he gets stronger. <laughs> y'all shouldn't have grabbed us in no headlock. We never would have got this far. Y'all let us hold you along. You know how we are. We don't need to do it. Uh, I guess it's pretty permanent for me or something. <laughs> I guess we know how we is. But if you make a loud noise, oh shit, let's go, niggas, you super again. <laughs> Run for fun. Okay. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. When John, <laughs> son of Zebedee, the beloved of the Lord Jesus Christ, Look at New York City, the great Babylon, the great Hollis, with all the pornography and nudity and music and colors and every kind of restaurant and every kind of bug and every kind of disease and every kind of clothes and all kind of fancy cars and all kind of funny looking people with thorns and Sickles and pins and feathers and hooks and nails and tattoos and tails and fangs and claws and roars and bars and bites. Man, New Yorkers had everything. It was all so bright. Then what happened to him? We did it again. Y'all sent me crazy. Don't blame me. My grandmother's good old boy, and he all sent me crazy. Now I'm doing my father's work. What up? Read again. And when I saw her, I wanted. And when John saw her, he wanted with great admiration. He looked at the hole and said, 
but they don't think scripture, they think party, they think fun, they think boys, they think girls. They think all this good time, all this wealth, all the things. I want to be a singer. I want to be a model. I want to be a dancer. They want to be a whole lot of things, but they don't want to be a child of God. Because they don't want to be a child of God. Their name has never been entered in the book of life. They walk in and talk in with you every day, and they're the devil's seed. Ain't that something that you feel as good as you are? Your daughter might be a devil and wreak havoc in your house. I mean, come to every family reunion and just embarrass everybody because she has to have her pants all up in her butt. <laughs> Nobody can't tell her nothing. Well, she's going to go off and somebody's going to have to cut her head to the white meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get. They get all beneath you. see, you know they're the devil's children because the devil has put a protection on them. You know what that protection is? Don't take this fist and mash them in their face. If you do, I'll lock you up. If they do wrong, violate the, the laws of your house, if you beat them, they'll arrest you. The devil protects the devil. Know what I say? Take them to the streets. <laughs> Send them on to let them know. Let them all join their kind. But they'll find when they get there there's more ferocious devils than them. They ain't seen no holes to meet some real holes. <laughs> They're little synthetic holes. Little plastic holes. They ain't got but one pair of baggy pants. <laughs> they ain't no real hip hopper. They got a little rag on their head like they belong to a gang and bend their fingers. They don't belong to no gang. Huh? <laughs> we know we raised you. You're a little coward. Now you're going to go on up there and you're going to get in a ladder and you're going to encounter some real gangsters. <laughs> You understand? Some of these young kids here are going to die. They're going to die because they think they're bad. They don't know there's real killers out there. There's real devils. You just possessed to the devil. There's other ones that ain't possessed to the devil. They are the devil. And they just, just cut your throat just as well as look at you. Just for a bracelet or a ring or your sneakers. Or you go to the party and because you're cute, you wink at the wrong girl and lose your life. It's happening. It's happening while we are talking now here on this Saturday night. Some kid in Atlanta is losing his life. Well, he didn't left Griffin, Georgia and went up to Atlanta and hung out with a bunch of hoes and wannabe pimps and think I'm slick niggas. Take them to a party and they die. But they could. But they saw how to dress on television. You know how many girls wanted to be Aaliyah? They saw in her video, I wish I was Aaliyah. Do you wish you were Aaliyah now? <laughs> I'm not making fun of her death. I'm saying, you see what happens? Tupac. God rest his soul. Tough brother. Bad. 
Fuck the system. In and out of jail. Can't tell me nothing. Where is it? Hold on. Hold on, dead. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't no real hip-hop. Y'all better stop that stuff and get back in the grace. They get back in these books. They clean that crap up. They got some real devils out there waiting for you. They got some real hoes out there. They do that for a living. That ain't you. Deep down in the core of you, there's a good person just wanting to be free. Wanting to be free of us parents telling you what to do every day. But hell, as long as we are providing the bed and the bed, we're going to tell you what you're supposed to have in your head. And when you decide that you don't want to be a mindset anymore, pack it up and go on to land and on and deal with them killers. You may survive. We, Lord knows we want you to survive. <laughs> You're going into the jungle with real lions, folks. Read to me. Whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold... He, that, wait, wait. Oh, I want that for reason there. What, their name was not written in the book of life since when? From the foundation mm-hmm. of the world. Since the world was created? Yes. So these are not God's children. Mm. These are human devils. And their name was never written in the book of life since the foundation of the world. Then they are what? They're devils. And we're walking and talking with them. We're breaking bread with them. Meeting and parties in clubs and restaurants, socializing and shopping with them. And they admitted they never, their name was never in God's book to go to heaven. They never was going to even make it. You hear me? Wait. When they behold the beast that, is, that was and is not, is and yet is. Stop. Before they didn't add the yet is. Was, old Babylon. Is not destroyed, they've out the pit, and yet is. We're back in it again. There's a new Babylon, a new Sodom and Gomorrah, new temptations, more sophisticated than we ever imagined. When I was a little boy, when we had a gun, I think I said this before, nothing on it moved. <laughs> I don't think y'all heard me. Nothing on it moved. It was shaped like a gun, and everything was <laughs> all imagination. Now they got toys where they put bullets in them, and smoke comes out of them, and things come out of them. Who's doing that? Who's teaching them this? With all imagination. Now. The devil's in control of your mind. His temptations are way out there. And you can have cyber sex. You can have sex with somebody in Australia on your computer. The devil has made a way. He said, if you won't come out here, I'll go in there and get you. I'm going to drive you out the church if it's the last thing I do. And say, can't you go on a computer and have a sex thing? Huh? Oh, what, what do they call those lines? How you know that? <laughs> well, <laughs> mm, 
but uh, you know, uh, only the journey of perfection. See, the whole thing is we're here to perfect one thing and one thing only, love. Love and sacrifice, which is why Yeshua, Jesus, is the symbol of the Quran would say, the best of methodin, the best example, you know what I mean, of love and sacrifice, because he was willing to lay down his life alchemically, not religiously, but alchemically, and if you don't understand the science of alchemy, then it'll go over your head. Meaning, he simply says, I stand in representation of the lamb. And what is the lamb? A lamb is a beautiful, innocent creature, something that everybody loves, something that everybody will gravitate towards to, a humble, innocent being. But as you gravitate towards that lamb, he takes on your attributes, your sins, your thoughts. Uh, you know, I don't really like Pop, man. I can't believe Pop said that. Oh, man, you know what? And then he becomes a vessel for that. And in that becomes a mirror. And then you'll see yourself in him. But it won't be the real you. It'll be all the things that have attached itself to your soul, meaning the bacteria, which are our negative thoughts, which we have to learn to purge out. You know what I mean? Through self-confessions and a bunch of other means. That's too much to get into in this show. But Malachi became the very mirror of the very being that he came to save, which is why people started affixing their sins onto him. But that's my job is what he said. I call myself the lamb because I'm making the sacrifice. But nobody ever asked what the sacrifice was. Well, it's in the mind book. He said, learn to extinguish. Right? Name and identity in this form. Malachi gave up the name Malachi. He gave up the name York. He gave up the name Baba. He gave up the name Yannin and El-Kidda, meaning he can y'all can take these names and slander them. Why? Learn to extinguish identity. Many of us who are here today identify ourselves by whatever name or title or whatever pseudo-ego that we create for ourselves to be seen. When we're in the mirror... Right? We're literally alchemically planning how we want people to view us, how we want people to see us and feel us. He says, learn to extinguish that. And in so extinguishing, you will start to feel a separation. Meaning you are not this physical body. You are the real you, the inner you, the soul that is waiting to burst forth. And that soul is a pure intellect that is not yours. It don't belong to you. It belongs to the Most High. So you surrender your will to the elders. Surrender your will to nature. Surrender your will to God or Allah, whatever name you say. You know what I'm saying? Whatever name that makes you feel connected. Just surrender and allow yourself to be guided. And it is not easy. Yanun said that we will not be given a platter of righteousness. It don't happen that way. He says you have to work. Amal Usali has work to fix yourself. You know what I'm saying? And in so working to fix yourself, you will become one with the real you. So that's one example, you know what I'm saying? And now my lifetime, I'm learning like this because I'm in a relationship with a woman, and all I wanted to do was be med- meditate, be spiritual, and pray, but she had needs, and I didn't think her needs were important until somebody pointed out to me that both of you are being selfish. I said, no, i got to meditate. She's interfering with my time. No, right? And the elder said, give her your time. Throw seeds of love. Even Meaning, how do you become one with divine love? by doing something for another person that will make them happy. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's going out, praise the most high, and feeding the homeless, whether it's spending time with a person when you don't feel like doing it. Right? If you only do it when you feel like doing it, then there's no sacrifice. You follow that? Because in the global book, it says love and sacrifice go hand in hand. And what do you get out of it? You exhaust the ego. And what did Pop say? In the sayings of Imam Issa, 
He says, the giving of gifts exhausts the ego. Sometimes I might have $100, somebody may want 60 years. You know, I give everything I have, knowing that if I give it to you, it's going to come back anyway. Last thing. Everybody has heard, listen to this here. Everybody has heard the story in the Bible about the rich man who came to Jesus one day and said, how do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And he, he said, I've kept all the laws. You know, I read all the books. I do everything you say, Pop. How do I enter or experience the kingdom of heaven? And for you Nawakians who believe that spookism is in your holy tablet called the third heaven. It is a new plane of existence. It is in another dimension, so to speak, another window. And we mean by dimension. Well, just like leaving from your bedroom to your bathroom, that's a different dimension. Well, all of those dimensions exist in you. See? In my father's house, there are many mansions, many dimensions. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you so. But you have to go inside to experience those dimensions. And when you come back out of the outer world, it will reflect all around you. When I, when I rededicated my life to Yeshua, Jesus, I was homeless. Now, if certain brothers will bear witness, I'm standing in a 7,000-square-foot mansion, amen, walking back and forth, praise the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. People come, they see me, they say, damn, brother, you live in a mansion. And I don't pay not one dime. And how did I get it through Jesus? Like the mortgage lady was like, you ain't going to get this house. Y'all can't get it. This deal is undoable, right? We got a new lender. The lender said this deal will be done through Jesus Christ. And why? Because of testimony. Not for bragging, but for testimony. Because people got to know where to get the blessings from. Don't come and try to get what's mine. Get yours. Because what's yours is yours. Everybody here should be speaking that which has their own name on it. Amen. And the only way to get it, praise God, is to say, Lord Jesus Christ, I want my blessing. And where is that? St. John 15. And what did he say in St. John 15? He said, ask the Father for anything in my name, it shall be given to you. He didn't say, ask me. <laughs> he said, ask the Father. Who is that Father? In the Bible book, it says, praise be to the heavenly one who is actually right. You know what I'm saying? Who was up there, in there, and now dwell amongst us and is still waiting. Pop ain't went nowhere. Ain't no tragedy. Praise God, nothing like that. He's waiting on certain people to raise up. Because men and others do the work that will cause, listen, that will produce this plane of existence. The plane of existence where we will be with pops again. Because in one plane of existence, for those who understand the terminology, in one window, you follow that? I mean, pop is locked up. Right? Meaning in our minds, for those of us who accept it, that's where he's at. In another plane of existence, he is loving and waiting and sitting and hoping that we reach him. He says, get up here. Put on the mask of God. Stop talking about God and put on the mask of God. The Wapians are missing the big picture. He said, I gave you 30 years. Now I'm gone. Y'all are supposed to be doing the same thing. Y'all want to see power? Okay, start building pyramids everywhere. And stamp the love of Jesus in your heart. Why? Because he's saying, I don't want to spend my time with a bunch of intelligent Negroes. I'm not interested in that. I need people who love, who got that feeling, that light energy, that care. You know what I'm saying? Not just for black people, but for all people. Because Amorites have a right to, you know, a right to live. But they have to serve. Because it says, afterwards, that nation, I will judge. From that, Revelation 3, 9. And will let them know that I've always loved you, as he said. He said, I will beat the devil in front of you, behind you, around you, and will always let you know. So where did Pop go? Pop ain't went nowhere. 
He's in the brother Hotel Kalamun. He's in the brother James. I don't mean in a religious way. I'm talking about spiritually, ethically. He, he listen, broke up his life and placed it in all of us. Now, in the day that we realize that we got work to do, and listen, as he stated, stop making me so significant. The reason why the devil was able to control our organization is because our organization became a cult. I don't mean cult as in culture. I mean cult as in cult. A bunch of new people started worshiping pop. And instead of worshiping pop, no problem, but you didn't do the work. It was about doing the work. What did we do? When he was here, how many stores were opening up? HTM stores all around the world. All around the world. He stores all around the world. By now, there should be an Egyptian church of Christ on every corner. They got a little store on every corner. Why not an Egyptian church of Christ on every corner? <laughs> Why not a holy tabernacle seed? Where you got a holy tabernacle Baptist synagogue? Uh, and he told me he was only doing it because he was around. So we say, the harvest, we say, the, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. So we say, put on your white by day and your black by night. But it's going to be a new God, Isaiah 52. A beautiful God. The brother Hotel Calhoun is producing it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody's going to start to see where those brothers that listen to the show. Rewind it back to the beginning. When you're done, and listen to the brother Tahuti who came out earlier, and Uncle James, they were talking about Anstars, right? What did the brother Ish, Ishmael, York, is doing now? An Anstar party in New York. Hello? Elijah Nafilahi was like, what are you doing now? You the When you see the gathering, the aiders of Elion, Elion, El, the most high, and don't tell me, Pa'atura, you can do that too. Because what Papa trying to say, y'all are too caught up in doctrine. Just follow me and walk with me. There are millions of songs that need to be illuminated. And if they're not illuminated, they will be eliminated. Set this case in California today. How many people are concerned with California? The moment you say there's a whole lot of sincere souls in California, you know, no, that's, you know, the pit of fornication. That's a whole lot of movies there. We concentrate on the East Coast. And now look at us, standing to maintain a warehouse. We're shutting down, we're figuring amongst ourselves, where all the real souls have not even touched the books yet. And who's responsible? The question is, whose God is responsible? Let me answer that. We are the gods that are responsible because you can't claim to be God unless you're willing to take responsibility. Because it says in St. John 10, 34, listen, is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? And we love that part, don't we, Oh, I'm God, nigga, I'm God. No, wait, wait, hold up. There's a part of being God now, being responsible. If everybody tripping, we say he's the third, that's going to be the third in responsibility. Okay? That's all. That means who else is willing to take responsibility for this world and the conditions of the world, like my brother Hotel Talamu, like my brother Osaru, who is reinvigorated, united the Wapian Nation of Moors, because UNM. We have our own identity cards now, and yes, I am a member. And anybody who walked amongst us and with us then will always know that we've always reapplied. There was a reason. Well, Pop text me or emailed me, Leon Moss was there, November 1st, 2001, and said, we are reorganizing the organization. He says, I will call you soon. 
Okay, the reorganization is taking place to the brother of Dr. Saru Amin Al. He's already got the United Arab Nation more the apostle, putting everybody on notice. In Switzerland, the state, United States government has already sent apology letters. Hello. And what's being done? Meaning we are producing the plane of existence in which the door will open for the return. Say it again. The triumphant return of Malachi. It will only happen when we do a work that will produce that plane of existence. If you don't know what we're talking about, then just walk with us anyway. Because some people, ask, what I mean by that is if you're, if, you're, if you're not spiritually inclined, then you ask the right questions, we'll make sure you know. But we got to catch up. Meanwhile, like I said, who's willing to put on the white? Right? Los Angeles, California, San Francisco, Texas, you know what I mean? Phoenix, Arizona, there are a whole lot of souls out there that don't even know the foundation of white knowledge. You know what I'm saying? There should be ACM stores. Why is ACM? Because ACM is really out of seven dimensions. Right? The devil has made a mockery out of all our religions. They're the two over the organization, shut all the bookstores down, leave it to a few, and are now controlling it. Controlling our organization. With one word, feed Dr. York. And everybody is starving it now. And no progress being made. And you walk up to a Christian who has love for Jesus and experiences, you know what I'm saying? And you're telling them to be a part of the world, and they look on the internet and see all the victory in it. I don't want them to do it that I got Jesus. And Pop says, as a Christian, is still him. So if you really follow the Lamb, then why don't you really follow him? Only that we only do that which suits us. We better wake up. Hold up. Thank you, brother, for blessing us today with that message, with his message. Really, 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 really appreciate it. And I, I want to say for the record, if, if this is the most high's will, then uh, Maduchi will definitely be back. Uh, I, I, I definitely humble myself to his uh, style of teaching, how the most high uses him. That's why he's called Maduchi Hotep, which is forceful speaker of truth. That's one of his titles. And uh, as the third elder of the 19, I humble myself to that also. Malachor, I humble myself. You are who, who you say you are. You know what I'm saying? Because I know my father's voice when I hear it. So just the damn time we're in. So on that note, family, we're going to end this show today. And uh, we will, if it's the most high, we'll be back next week. But HTM is going back up. The church is in the house. I'm trying to tell y'all. Hey, coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> Peace and love, family. Happy birthday, Bottle. My mind thinks it's me. To dream and it feels oh so good. Yes, it feels oh so good. What it told me a dream.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.